Live from an exploding barbed wire time bomb death match, it's the Heartness Soggy Podcast, episode 112. Welcome everybody to this episode of the Heartness Soggy Podcast, episode 112. This is Matt off the top, and Mike is was the intro. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I know, because you got this weird fascination with cream soda and all that garbage. No, just a... Uh... Disparate flavors coming together to make something beautiful. What like would that be? Dr. Pepper and cream soda. That's disgusting. Mm. That sounds horrible. Oh, and then we got even even more disparate one right here. Open this no, up. no, no, no. We're not done yet. Not done yet. Oh, we're not done. Because uh, Dr. Pepper had a dark berry or something. Double Did point. Did you ever have? I had that. I don't recall I think that I had one. that. No. It was very short-lived. I'm glad to see the cream soda one's been sticking around. Mm. Mm. So you never had the dark berry one? I I don't remember ever. No, I don't. I swear I brought I bought some and let you had it. Let you it, have it. I it, I don't remember it. Let's just say that you know it was not amazing. Let's just say. Well, this one's amazing. It and wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It certainly. I wouldn't consider this one you're talking about to be any better than that one. <laughs> Man, well, whether whether I would agree or not is irrelevant because this one is fucking great. Love it. it. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. You know, it's also a beautiful thing. Canada Dry, ginger yeah. ale, and lemonade. Uh, okay. Hmm. Nobody wants to hear you gulp fucking shit. Oh, they do. It's so refreshing. It's so great. Let, let me put a poll out there. Does anyone want to hear him? All right, the poll's closed. No, they didn't. <laughs> well, that's not <laughs> a very scientific poll now, Matt. Uh, that, I didn't say it was scientific. Mm. Well. No false advertising here. And I can't believe, because I haven't had this one in a while, and it's still around. And it's kind of surprising to me, because, you know... Most people probably have the same reaction you do by just reading the label. I mean, maybe it's fine, whatever, but I guarantee it ain't going to blow me away enough where I'm like, my new favorite drink. I'm just really, really into these kind of weird disparate flavors coming together. You know, I love it. Coca-Cola and coffee, anyone? That dark blend? Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. Oh, no, it's not just okay. If you think it's really good, I guarantee I think it's okay at best. <laughs> that seems to that's, be that's how you be, know. That, that's, a, that's what's been happening. Like, I don't hate that one, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's okay. I'm tired of your Cokes on their own. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really. Don't get me wrong. But Coke is really good. Coke is fantastic, isn't it? That's why it's so it's much a great. It's better. a great starting point. So you can mix shit with it, and it'll probably be pretty good. I mean, I, know. I love vanilla Coke. Yeah, but you know, you got to have it's that too... extra, it, it is too pedestrian, I know you can say. <laughs> it's got to have Well, that... I was saying that and that, that's what you thought. Whatever. It's very normal now. So if it's normalized, you're like, ah, boring. Yeah, I don't agree. But you know. <laughs> like if... You mostly agree. <laughs> no, see, if they had this ginger ale lemonade forever, it was just on there, on that shelf, gazing at me lovingly, and I gaze back. <laughs> I'm like, let's make some love, <laughs> you know, and it was just there all the time. That'd Nobody be, wants that, to see that, that'd be way. wonderful. That'd be wonderful. But, you know, 
It probably won't be. I'm surprised it's been around as long as I have, because I haven't had one of these in a while, but I've had it before, and somehow it's still here. Fantastic. But uh, I just like taking a great flavor and taking something you don't think will work in it, and man, it works. It's it's a beautiful thing, Matt. It's a beautiful thing. I'm sure it is. Mm. For somebody. For me. All right. You're and, and that's who that matters, you know, me. Well, we knew you'd be selfish about it. Well, I am. Good. So, uh, you want to get into it now? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that's enjoyment had. Okay, just let you know. <laughs> Nobody wanted to hear that. <laughs> Zero people. I pulled them. <laughs> oh, and that unscientific poll you just made? Dude, I never said it was scientific. <laughs> no false advertising. What do I have to tell you that many times? How many times have I got to tell you? Five? Ten? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. Anyways, getting into it, uh, we're going to go with the wrestling first, as you all know. Well, you don't all know, but here it goes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, several weeks ago, well, a month ago almost at this point, um, Eli Drake uh, uh, started in NXT as L.A. Knight, and of course, it sounds exactly like they just went for the syllables, so you could say it in the same cadence he always said his other ring name, like Eli Drake. I could just say L.A. Knight. (laughs) I literally think that's the only reason they did that. I don't know anything about this guy. I haven't seen him before. I just heard of, of him. Under the other name, his former name. Yeah. And that's it. So when he uh, first appeared on NXT, I think it was at the pay-per-view? Yeah. The the takeover, yeah. That happened somewhat recently. And he appeared on screen, and I was like, who? (laughs) I I just, I'm not that familiar with his, what he looks like, and he's, you know, he doesn't stand out in his look, in my opinion. I'm not saying he looks bad. I'm not trying to make any dispersions. It's just that, you know, he's a white dude. He looks like a white wrestler, you know. <laughs> he definitely is that old so, white man. I don't know. Very astute. Yeah, <laughs> look at my I can use my eyeballs. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank God they work. Mm, they do. And so, you know, when they said LA Knight and I was like, Who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> so Well the former Eli Drake was on Impact and he was also on NWA Power for a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. once once some, I got informed shortly after. Well, who, who sorry, that sorry, was. real quick, real quick, real quick. Everybody was on NWA Power for a little bit because <laughs> it was a little bit of a show. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, uh, one, uh, shortly after I saw him on his debut, I was I got informed of who that his he used to go by Eli Drake, and I was like, oh. I've heard of that name. That's that was my response. <laughs> I like the I like the blue he wears in his jacket. That's pretty cool. Is that current or is that? Yeah, it's a current. Thing. Okay. See, I, I, I didn't I didn't know I didn't see him ever wear. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I didn't watch him on those shows anyway, for the most part. So I just seen clips here and there. So. Mm-hmm. Just like now, because I don't watch this fucking shit anymore either. 
just not enough interesting stuff going on to me. But he's a good promo, so that's what's the most important thing about him. Not to say he's a terrible in-ring guy, but you know. I wouldn't know. I'll have to find out. You will. Don't worry. So, Mike, what do you think about the New Japan Pro Wrestling unifying of the heavyweight and intercontinental titles? Hmm. I'm kind of mixed about this one. Because it's not just a typical unify, like, say, typically unification happens with the lower, lesser title, in this case the intercontinental title, just being absorbed into the heavyweight title and this the heavyweight title existing. But that's not the case here. Here, they're combining to create the IWGP World Heavyweight title, and it's going to start a new lineage, which normally doesn't happen. So go ahead and now tell me what you think. Well. No, no, nope. you got to do it that way. you got to do it the Hawk way. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> well. <laughs> that wasn't, I don't know if that was that good. Oh, well. Well. That's what oh. I don't know. All right, I did it. Go for it. Good for you. Um, um, I'm sorry. Just too many ums. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I kind of, I kind of liked the uh, just to back up a bit. I kind of liked them going for the double championship, you know, thing starting in early 2020. But then, once they got it on Naito initially, and they started just doing defenses where it's just both belts on the line all the time, that's when I started hating it. Because I was like, well, if you're a double champion, and you think that's better than being a single champion, then a double champion should defend the two belts independently, not together. You know? To me, defending them together invalidates the lesser title, and in this case, the Intercontinental Championship, because it's so. Like, just do what. So, in other words, you're 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 sound like you're about to say, "Fine, just get rid of it then." Yeah, basically. I mean, if, <laughs> if you don't want if you don't want to waste your time with two different belts, then I guess get rid of one. I don't know. Like, I kind of wish they just would keep it around and they just get it off Ibushi. I don't know. And it looked like that's what they were going to do recently because the IC title was what was on the line um, by itself for the first time since they had the double championship stuff starting over a year ago. So, but then, and so I thought, I kind of was expecting Naito to win at first just because I thought there that was them separating and the titles again and and ceasing the double championship shit. But no, they're actually going to apparently unify them. And I guess uh, if you're going to keep them together, sure, that sounds fine to me. Because the Dicey title hasn't basically non-exi- not existed for over a year at this point anyway. Because nobody was... Giving a shit, it's doesn't. It's worthless when it's together with the other one, and you're defending them both. So, so, that's so do that. you agree? What? So, do you agree with uh, those two titles combining, or should it have been something else? Well, I mean, if it when it comes down to what what to get rid of, 
uh, I wouldn't have gotten rid of the IC title. <laughs> I would have I would have gotten rid of uh, some much lesser titles that are just pretty useless, like the Never Six Man Tag Team Championship and uh, the uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles, for example. The, the, neither of those are important. The company doesn't really treat them very important at all. In fact, basically never. <laughs> In fact, it wasn't until recently that I finally saw a defense on an actual show I was already going to watch of those tag, uh, the never ta- six-man tag titles. Like, it's, it was a quite some time since the last time I saw those defended on a show I was already wa- watching, you know? Because mm-hmm. that just shows that they just didn't care about them. And I quickly didn't care when I started watching New Japan in 2018, so it's like... I, I'd just be fine with just, like, totally eradicating those. I don't need I don't need them to combine it with anything. Just, just get rid of them. I agree. I should do this and that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Less titles are better. And they need to get rid of that stupid KOPW trophy thing. Nonsense. Yeah, it's so stupid. Where every match has got to be gimmicked or some fuck. I don't understand it. It's really dumb and it leads... And it's just a... It's basically a championship for the lowest of the low card guys. And Like the 24-7 title in WWE. It kind of feels like that, yeah. <laughs> and I just don't care about what they're doing with it. So, what a shock. There's a lot of titles across the many companies that can go away. Yeah. But instead in NXT now we're getting a women's tag belts and and uh random shit like that. That's God, get rid of a bunch of this stuff and be great. Alright, moving on. So the former big show now Paul White, his real name is now signed to AEW. And one of his uh, first things he came out and mentioned was, we got another signee. Like, you know, because he came out and basically overshadowed himself with another signee. <laughs> then everybody was like, who's it going to be? We got to find out at Revolution. We're going to find out at Revolution. And of course, uh, the speculation and all this was uh, rampant because of basically what they said like future hall of famer and all this stuff and all of it's true but poor people were expecting definitely ridiculous things in comparison to what they got and i thought so and who do we get mike we got christian cage that's right are you happy with that yes i'm actually very happy with that is yeah, provided he fine. can still wrestle at a similar level to when he was younger right i guess i mean I, he's been away he's been has he been kind of retired for a while he's been out because of i forget exactly why but it was it's you know similar to some guys like steve austin who were forced out due to medical reasons oh okay so and similar to it was it was similar to him like and edge Oh, and okay. if Edge can come back, he was like, oh, "Let's see if I can." Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so he got cleared, and uh, that's why. Yeah, I mean, 
if he can resemble his older self, his younger self, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, that'd be nice. Uh, he's been in the past. He's been one of my favorite tag team wrestlers with, with edge, no less. Um, some of the best, uh, ladder matches were in my, from, in my mind were from with those two in those matches mm. in WWE and, uh, uh, yeah, and on his own, he's been pretty good too, though he didn't get to shine as much on his own from things I've seen until he went to TNA in t- 2006 or so. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. Oh, yep. okay. I didn't know you did. But what's funny is that uh, I was going on YouTube to see if there's anybody who had a like an isolated version, because I knew the company hadn't put it up yet, of his current version of his AEW theme that's just his old TNA theme but redone but every single one that I clicked on was just a TNA theme <laughs> I don't the... I don't think it's different I think it's exactly No it's same. not it is it is totally different it is not the same it is like it's the same song it's just you know like a re a, a new version of it like it sounds slightly different it definitely does don't tell me otherwise, because I know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm and and any anyway. anything, don't talk, don't tell me, don't tell me. I just did. No, <laughs> because if you go on YouTube and you search for Christian Cage AEW theme, people claim it's the AEW theme in the title, but it's actually the TNA theme. It's because so, it's the same theme. It's 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 the same <laughs> musically. It doesn't sound the same. If you think it sounds the same, your ears don't work. <laughs> I'm still sitting here. I'm just going to say it sounds the same. You're ignorant. <laughs> Stop being ignorant. <laughs> it's not the same. It's a remake, remix, uh, cover, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I, I got a secret for you, Matt. It's got the same beats. What? It's the same. It's not. <laughs> You're stupid. Mm-hmm. You ignorant. Yep. You did not listen to it. If you think it's the same, okay. you don't know what you don't remember what the old one sounded like. Uh-huh. Huh? All right. Mm-hmm. You better let this go. I already right. did. <laughs> Doesn't mean I agree with you though. Uh, you, it's fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not telling you my opinion. All right. Play it back to back. Okay. From a source that's actually correct and not this dumb shit. I'm waiting shit for you to YouTube. move on to the next next thing. All right, let's move on. Then. Okay. Fuck it. God. <laughs> Piece of shit. You just keep talking. All right. Well, we're still we're not moving on from the man. The man, Christian Cage, is uh-huh. the man. Yes. Uh, so he was he knew he was going to AEW before the Royal Rumble appearance. Just so you know. Is that so? Yes. Mm-hmm. He talked to Tony Khan. He's known him for seven years. I don't know what that means. More like, I can't imagine that, but friends. But, you know, they've known each other. It's probably just an acquaintance. That's what it sounds like to me, but whatever. But he knew way before that appearance that he was going to AEW. It was just about, about uh, you know, getting the deal and all that shit. In fact, here's another little tidbit. This I heard on... What was it? Whose podcast was it? I fucking don't remember now. Uh, there was a podcast that I listened to. 
Oh, it was um, you know, Ray, you know Renee Young, who used to work for WWE. Mm-hmm. Okay, she has a podcast, and it's under her actual name, and uh, she's uh, she was talking with Christian Cage on the Monday, this last Monday after the pay per view, and he said they were hyping it up as they were, you know, with Big Show and, all, and Paul White coming out and saying shit about saying it without saying it, and. He said, I haven't even signed it yet, the, the contract yet. Uh-huh. In fact, I think he, when you saw him sign on the on the, on the pay-per-view, that that was actually the signature. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's weird. So it's interesting how uh, they hyped up something that wasn't even guaranteed because he hadn't signed yet. But whatever, it's probably just obvious it was a foregone conclusion. So. And the themes are different, by the way. It's not. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of that Revolution show, what did you think about it in general? I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, wasn't the strongest I've seen of them, of AEW put on, but uh, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, so... Thought the opening tag title uh, match was pretty strong, though not as strong as other Young Bucks matches. But maybe that's just because of their opponents. I don't know, but uh, it was good. Um, uh, the AW Women's World Championship match was better than most of them. <laughs> I'm still not super into their women's division since I since the beginning of the company. I just feel like it's the weakest link of their entire company, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, I hope that uh, Miro, uh, you know, breaks up from his stupid friend and you know actually becomes a singles wrestler and does something worthwhile now. Yeah. So. Uh, the ladder match for the TNT Championship number one contendership is was all right. It was pretty good. I don't know. I felt like it was a bit clunky, though, you know, at times. Um, I thought the uh, cinematic match, the street <laughs> fight... The tag team street fight. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I think it might be the best of those kind of edited, pre-recorded matches that I've ever seen of any of them that any, that's ever happened. I just think that it was the production value is really good, and I liked I liked how they just it kind of just felt like a fairly like I can't say it's entirely feels like you know, a live on pay-per-view match, but, uh, but a lot of it kind of did. And, and, uh, a lot of people I've heard always keep bringing up the commentary that was running through it, you know, the live commentary for it right? by the announcers and all that. And I was like, and I thought that, I thought it was fine. I don't know. Everyone else was like kind of a bit weirded yeah, out. I don't by know it. what people's, I don't know why people's, I thought that was fine. I thought it was actually, that's the reason I liked it better. Than I would have. Because I didn't like it as much as you did, but I thought that helped it. Whereas a lot of people were like, that ruined it for him. 
Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know if anyone said that, but I've heard people were just thought it was a bit weird or something. I don't know. I didn't find it weird at all. I thought it was thought it was perfectly. It felt perfectly fine for them to call it live, like as if it was an actual match in front of them. Mm. It just it seemed fine, and uh, the world championship, AW World Championship, exploding barbed wire death match, was very good. Um, that's why I gave it four and a half stars because I thought it was really well done. And the, uh, the post match, hence term post, um, you know, it didn't go off the way they wanted to. And it kind of was a, you know, a dud of a moment that they, from what they intended, but that was post match. So I didn't dock them the match at all for that because it's it was post match. Right. So many people I've seen acted like that ruined the match and uh, the whole show. And the whole show and it's like I didn't I didn't understand any of that kind of shit. I was every time I heard that kind of crap from other people's reviews, it was like I was like, Nah, you lost me. You people are weird and stupid. What's your problem? <laughs> and especially, the bell rang. The bell rang. It did. So, and then that happened. Yes. So if you wanna, you wanna knock the show a bit for it, sure. I mean, that's fine. But the match itself was really good. So. Yeah. Um, and also, it's especially funny to me. Everything was really smartly done, to the point where it, it didn't, it didn't even resemble some of the like, like normally I when I looked at like the FMW old like matches similar to this. Mm-hmm. I would just go, what are they doing? Here, I didn't think that. Because I felt they just did it really... They did it extremely safe, more than I'd expected or more than I'd had seen in previous matches like this. So I, I liked it for that reason a lot. I think it's funny you say that, and then, you know, John Moxley got cut wide open on a Kentaro Crusher into a trash can, and it looked pretty Yeah, bad. but Dad doesn't... They, you don't need a death match for that. I know. It's pretty funny, though. So that's why I didn't Did it very me. safe. Check out this big cut he got. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's called Hazard of the Business Mike. Oh, I know. That's why I just think it's funny. Um, and of all people should know, John Moxley. Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, it's especially funny now that I've seen what is the week of the weekly Dynamite show after the pay-per-view of this match happened and where they, I think did a wonderful job recovering from and acting like the blunder was on purpose. Right. Where there were, uh, and and see, this is why I love, it was a combination of Moxley and Kingston, uh, Kingston being like, you know, I just got like, what was the word he used? It was like nervous, not nervous, but I can't remember now. But you know, he just like, oh, basically like fainted or some shit. He's like, well, if that's if that's uh too makes you not a man enough, then I'm not talking to you. Oh, he's, he <laughs> he mentioned anxiety. Yeah, 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 that was it, or something like that. Yeah, because of what was gonna ha- what he thought was gonna happen versus what happened. Yeah, and uh, and on top of that, and I like uh, Moxley's like eventually like, you know, I've seen bigger volcano explosions in fifth grade in science class than <laughs> than what happened here. And which is what he said after the pay-per-view when it went off air. And then he said, and he said, man, I, I, uh, wrestled a barbed wire death match live on pay-per-view. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt. 
<laughs> and then on top of that, one of the later segments in the night where um, Omega came out and uh, Don Callis and him were talking about, you know, how it's a win-win, whether we make you look like a clown expecting something to happen that didn't happen, or we actually do it and it kills you off. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, they just recovered really a lot better than most people expected. But to me, this, this, uh, we're so used to seeing and hearing the bad recoveries that from stuff like that, the WWE does where they just either ignore it or the commentary just says something stupid and they try to move on that way. Yeah. To the try to like brush it off real quick. Right. Now they know that they went, they went, they just like, Oh, well that's, that's how it's going to go. Well then we're just going to, we're just going to, we're going to uh, just go into it. Like we're going to lean into it. And like, I actually heard somebody say, I didn't expect it necessarily, but they're like, Oh, there could be a possibility they edit the replay footage to show it be bigger than it was. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's, that's not a good idea because no. everyone knows what it really looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So you shouldn't do that. No, but uh, th- this to me was an example of when Don Callis was talking during this, this other segment you're referring to. Yeah. This just is exactly why I've always loved him on the mic. He is ever since my first time. I know, I know he's in WWF for like a really small amount of time. Uh, doing whatever he was doing there. But the main real time that I really liked him was when he was playing Cyrus the Virus in ECW in the, in the late nineties when they had that TNN deal and the, and it was actually the uh, network. Yeah. He was, he was basically playing like he was a TNN network guy and he was a super heel about it. And he was, uh, you it's know, very similar to the current thing he's doing. Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, and he did such a great job. And the funny thing is, though, about back then is that ECW was having a lot of actual problems with TNN and their deal and getting them to promote them and their show. And so there's actually was came from a real thing, you know, their problems they were having. And it just made it that much better. And um, And that's when I really, really liked Don Callis back then. And now he's still got it. Like he's even now he's proving with this recent segment that and other times and recently as well, that he's, he's really good at uh, doing the talking, you know, and covering up for even things that weren't, didn't go as planned, you know, and he turned, and I loved how he turned it into a <laughs> really funny thing about how, uh, you know, how this was how it was supposed to go because, you know, it made you look like a fucking idiot. And we still have the title <laughs> on Kenny, you know? Right. <laughs> and then you know, I like how they were making fun of He's like, Kenny was like, they, they kind of made fun of the moment where Kenny gets on the mat and then he's like, hey, Don, 69 me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah, that's really uh, good. Um, I want to give a shout out to an under, I thought it was an underrated match. And that is Hangman, Adam Page, and Matt Hardy. I actually kind of like that match. Yeah, that was not bad. So you kind of skipped over it, so I had to give it some love. Yeah, it's your job. Fine. <laughs> it's my job. I don't get paid for it, so it's not a job. It's a Unf- hobby, unfortunately. I, eh, I should do that. I should someone pay me for that. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so we're done with those. Sh- 
stupid wrestling. Let's get on to the games, Mike, because wrestling sucks. Um, yeah. God, why were we even talking about that crap and saying we liked it? Ugh. Ugh. Um, so, Mike, uh, Bioware sa- says uh, getting multiplayer to work is very difficult. Yeah, I say they just didn't want to do it and they have lazy excuses. That's what I say. And is this referring to the third game in the, in the collection? Yeah, because it's the only one that had multiplayer. <clears throat> and yeah. you're, you're and you got something to say because that's all you played <laughs> so far. Yes, <laughs> I put like 200 hours into it uh, early 2020. Yep, that's enough. I don't think it is, <clears throat> <laughs> I, though I haven't been back to it for quite some time. But thank God, shut up. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's just stupid. It's just all this is an excuse not to do it because it's not complicated. You can just and they talk about uh, I've already know they talk about a lot of things about how oh we don't know should we uh, include uh, people carrying over their stats and their in their saves should you don't we have uh, to should we have should we no, uh, you don't have to okay I'll get to that if <laughs> <laughs> or, I already did. Or how should we, um, uh, what is it? Should, should we, uh, what do we do? Do we have cross-platform play, blah, blah, blah? I'm like, it's not complicated. You can just cut it off and just make it on its own. I still right. I still would buy it, and I would still play it a lot more. I don't care. I would start from scratch. I don't care that much, because that's how much I like it. Right. And it's been, it's been a long time since those versions came out. A lot of several people probably already it's sold been that eight shit years. Off. Eight years. Yeah. Nobody yeah. fucking cares. No. Not eight years ago. Not I mean, even three years it's ago. Just, it's, if it was three years ago, no one would give a shit. It's just bad justification because they didn't want to put the work and time and money into it. That's all. No, they no, they don't. You're right. That's all it was. Just say you don't want to do it. Yeah. Stop being stupid. We wanted to concentrate on the single player, blah, 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 blah. That's all you have to say. Yeah. It's not too complicated. It's not really hard. It's not... Uh, Six nine be done. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be better than hearing their excuses. Let me tell you. All right, Mike S and K versus Capcom match the Millennium coming to Switch, and it's uh, normally a Neo Geo pocket game. I think you have this one. I do. I have the real thing. Uh-huh. Real Neo Geo pocket. But that's not fun to walk. You can't see that thing. Well. You can if you have a nice bright light next to you. You didn't need to do that, so let's just stop it. <laughs> you bought this one, right? Yes, I bought it on Switch. How much was it? How much was it? How much was it? It was like eight dollars. Eight dollars, people. Eight dollars. I think. Anyway. $8. But uh I've actually played it a lot more on Switch than I ever played it on the actual system. Yeah, because you need a bright light, you just said. Well, you can't see it anyway. that's not the real reason. <laughs> I just don't, I don't like, like, a lot of people, of course, I'm sure you've heard, over the years, have praised the New Geo Pockets, uh, you know, a micro-switched uh, oh. thumbstick thing they have yes. on it for the directional input. Yes. It is good, I'll say that, and I agree that it's well done. And it plays well, but I personally just don't play 
fighting games with something that's basically an analog stick. <laughs> I just don't do that. And so it works, but I have a hard time playing and doing certain motions on a something that it kind of is at a you know a thumbstick, you know. Yeah. So with the Switch, of course, I can use whatever the fuck I want, basically. So I can use an actual D-pad that is good. And I've come to the conclusion that this game is not as good as I originally thought. Why is that, Mike? Well, maybe I'm wrong about this, and maybe this is something that is not an issue with the original version. But the Switch version, at the very least, has a bit too much input latency. Oops. It feels like it takes forever for shit to come out after when you put it in, input it. And if that's an issue with the original game, then, well, it's accurately infuriating. Um, <laughs> and I can do combos. It's not that much of a problem, but it kind of is because reacting to, like, jump-ins with anti-airs and shit like that is basically impossible in a lot of cases because of this this delayed input. Uh, so it makes it more frustrating to play than it should. Um, but something that is definitely part of the game and not something that was changed for the Switch version or different than the Switch version is the way you unlock the extra characters. And that is, it's a stupid... Okay, obviously you would expect play the arcade you know, mode and beat it and then you get one or something like that. Right. I wish... It is kind of like that, but not really. Um, if you beat the arcade mode, depending on the difficulty that you have beat it on, you, then there's this thing with like, I think I want to say nine or twelve squares. On comes so it's up random. On, comes up on screen, and it randomly, depending on difficulty, you get it just randomly picks squares to uncover and if you uncover the entire uh screen of squares it'll it shows an image of the character that you've unlocked so you have to clear all the squares to get that character the problem with this is that even within the one time you beat it that current time however many attempts you have it randomly can select any of the squares and it can select the same ones multiple times. So in other words, it might select a bunch of squares you already uncovered. Yes. That's so dumb. So it takes it ends up taking a billion fucking times just to to beat the arcade mode, just to unlock one character. It's That's retarded. really dumb. Especially when I've had many times where I'm like, okay, I have one square left to get off of this to unlock this next character. And I beat the arcade game, arcade mode, and it picks a bunch of others, and I don't get that one square. And then I have to do it again, and again, and again. It's so stupid. That's very stupid. Yes. The only time it's, the only time it's smart is the first time you go to that screen, because then it, all the squares are still not covered. Or still uncovered. You know what I mean. But it can still pick the same one. Wait, what? It can still pick the same one even within that one finished game. So it can pick 
the corner left square three times. Yes, it can do that. Jesus Christ. It's even worse than you thought. Yeah, that's even <laughs> stupider than I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it would be like it always has to be three different squares. No, no. Nope. That's amazing. I know, right? That's even stupider than I thought. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't mean to say this game's bad, but it does have a bit of a bit of issues. I do I will say this. Well, okay, here before I get to the good things, I do also think that soundtrack is kind of shit. Like in the sense not in the sense that like you can like like for example, they have Terry Bogart's theme on his Fate of Free Two uh theme, you know. You remember what that was like? Yeah. And they even have the stage from that game in this game. And you can so you can fight on the, the the moving train with the you know uh pseudo uh what is it? Uh Mount Rushmore in the background or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. As it goes by. Um but the problem is is that the instrumentation on the Neo Geo Pocket makes these tune these versions of these tunes sound kind of shit. And I don't know. Just I don't think they did a good job. So that part. All sucks. right, I'm going to tell you right now that the original game did the same way. Did did actually do the same thing with getting the characters that were hidden. I know. Okay, I thought you said you did. You didn't know if they did. No, I know because I have it. <laughs> okay. I have an original Japanese version cartridge. It does the same crap. Um. So do you have any other hidden characters? I do. How many? I don't know. <laughs> a few. I got a few. There's more than a few. I doubt I'll get them all. Because I don't have the patience um, <laughs> for that kind of unlock system. But I will say this, though. The chibi sprites that they use look really nice for the characters and all that and the backgrounds and everything and the enemy much better than you would expect for uh, something that's basically at the time this is a system from like 1999 1998 you know uh-huh. um a handheld black and white handheld from the well original is black and white then they had a color version very shortly after that and this game makes use of that color of course uh and they animate a lot better than you would expect, and they look a lot nicer than you would expect for a handheld of that era that wasn't trying to really, you know... They were trying to be a Game Boy-esque kind of thing, and except nicer, you know, and more advanced. And it that's probably one of the best parts about the game, is that it looks really good, and it animates pretty well. So that's that. That's my review. That's a review? Yes. All right, good. Um, moving on. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. For PS4, Switch, limited print, physical edition, pre-orders. Blah, blah, blah. Are you getting this? Of course I am. Already, It's already pre-ordered. Are you getting the limited edition? No. No. No, you don't want the classic-looking NES box with a sleeve. No. What am I going to put in the sleeve? 
I have no idea. Fits your game case? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't Matt, tell me why. Um, Like an NES cartridge? Whoop-de-doo. Is it an NES cartridge? No, it's not. Okay, then I don't want it. it's got a soundtrack oh well that that'd be kind of nice to have but you know reversible poster i don't care about that so yeah soundtrack that'd be nice to have Eh, i'll pay less and i won't get it did you pay 60 bucks no it's not 60 unless you get the limited edition. Oh. It was like 35 or something like that. Maybe less. I don't remember. 35, 25, 30. I don't know. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Sounds about right. I think 25 is a little bit too low. Yeah. I'd be surprised Mo- if it was that. Most of their releases, uh, for standard edition releases that they do, are a lot of cases, depending on the game, but most cases it's like 30 or 35. So Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium. Is it similar to what, Mike? Capcom Arcade Cabinet from the PS3. So you download it and you get a game and then you pay for more games in this shell. Basically, it's it's the... uh, It's... uh, It's Pinball FX3, but not Pinball. It's for Capcom games. Capcom (laughs) Arcade games. Right. So. Well, here are the Capcom games, Mike. What's that? I'm going to list off the games that are included that you can purchase that are in this. And uh, you give me a quick yay or nay on on how you feel about them. Okay. Or uh, I don't know, if I guess if you don't know. Uh Uh-huh. 1943, The Battle of Midway. <laughs> that's my review. That's uh, review. Ghosts and Goblins. N- nah, I don't know. I don't like it. Fogus. I got. I. I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta remind myself of what that is. Is that? Oh yeah. Okay. That's yeah, the vertical uh, shooter. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, that game. It's not what I thought it was. <laughs> Pirate ship. Hey, uh, Pirate ship. Uh, yeah. Higimaru. What did you say? Higimaru. Get close. Higi. No. Higi. No. This is what we keep doing. This. It's that second syllable. It's tripping you up, Matt. I know. Higi. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. This is a fun show. I like this one. <laughs> you like this one? Yeah. I don't know how to say it. It's Higemaru. Oh. Ge. Ge. That's the syllable. Yeah. Hige. Ge. Yeah. Higemaru. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Pirateship Higemaru. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't barely say pirate correctly this time. I know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, my review is uh. Meh. Hmm. I'd go nah. Um, 1942? No. Commando? Eh. No. No. I go with no. No. Uh, Section Z? Eh. 
Yeah. Sounds sounds more like no. But yeah, kind of. Uh, Trojan. No, no. no. Legendary wings. No. <laughs> it's not sounding so good. So no, far. it's not. Uh, by a commando. No, no. Definitely not. It's the Carcass Arcade go- version, so definitely. Yeah, I know. No. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the thing we need to realize that a lot of people will hear by a commando go, oh, that's a good one. We talking about like, dude, you're thinking the NES game. The NES game is good. This the NES one game is awesome. Is yeah, it's very good. This one, no, 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 no it's very bad. It's very. Bad. I think it's. I think it's pretty bad. It's pretty. Fucking if you terrible. compare compare the two, it's uh, it's pretty horrible. I, I'll say. Uh, Forgotten Worlds. Oh, that one's pretty good. I like that one. Ghouls and Ghosts. No, I'm just that. And it's, I'm not even. I know a lot of people like that one. Yeah. It, when I say no to everything, Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins, that's just me saying, you know what? No, that series, no, not for me. <laughs> that, that's that's what right, I'm saying. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Strider. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that into it. No. No. Okay. Uh, Dynasty Wars. Not anymore. Nope. I remember this being in a local. I was about uh, to say what? Why? Why do you say not anymore? <laughs> I'm about to explain. All right. That's okay. Good. For a brief period of time, I don't know if you remember this. It was at our local Lands Castle in our mall. Mm-hmm. This very game. And uh, so it's interesting that it's here in in this uh, platform. That they released yeah. recently because they have not put this out ever on anything prior to now. The only time they did put it out before on a home system was a, there was a port on the PC Engine CD. <laughs> if you, in Japan, of course, only, but that's the only time until now. And I remember playing this at a local arcade, and I did it many times because I kind of liked it at the time, but. I tried it more recently. Mm-mm. No, nope, not so into it. <laughs> so into it. No. Well, I know what you're. I know what everyone's into. Final Fight. That's an all-time banger. Yeah, damn right. 1941 Counterattack. I don't know. Fine. Question mark. <laughs> Mercs. It's pretty good. Mega Twins. Have I even played that one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have, so no. Oh, it's opinion. Cheeky Cheeky Boys. I don't think I've played it. I don't care for it. You might. I don't know. Uh, Carrier Airwing. I have not played that one. I know that's supposed to be a follow-up to UN Squadron. Oh, is it? Yes. This is the first time it's ever been officially put out on a home system. Uh-huh. So. so Street Fighter 2, is that actually the word warrior? Yes. Oh, it says 1991. So. I, I realize that, yeah. but yeah, I, you know, if someone could have edited this Wikipedia article with a fucking wrong one. You know, I mean, I would. My first impression, you know, to say talk about Street Fighter Two is to be like all time banger, but the caveat is it's the first version, and you can play so, better. You can play better now, uh, right? But but it still plays put, good. It still plays yeah. good. So what's funny is that this this one's on here, but there's other ones on here too. Oh, that's true. There is, yes. I just noticed that just now, but I haven't gotten to them yet. Anyways, Captain Commando? That's that's mediocre. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Varth. I actually quite like Varth. I knew you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Warriors of Fate. That's the uh, sequel to Dynasty Wars. Yes. But this time it's a true beat-em-up. Okay. And, you know, 
I used to think I liked it more than I did than, than I actually do, because once I started delving into the version that they ported to the Saturn uh, uh-huh. in Japan, because I own that, and I've been owning that for many years. I actually put a lot of time into that in recent years, and I can safely say I don't like it that much. It's kind of mm, I like it more than the original, but I'm kind of in the middle on that one. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Street Fighters that we're talking about, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyperfighting. Still really good. Yep. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. That's an all-timer right there. That's a banger. That's a banger. That's a banging banger. It's got... It's got... Uh, it's the first Street Fighter to have, you know... Uh, special what 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 are I don't know that most people use this term now to describe them but they're called special normals in that they're normal attacks but you have a hit a direction they're common in almost all fighting games now but right you hit a, you hit a direction with a, a standard uh, attack button and then you get something else besides stand uh, one you're just standing there and pressing it so like Ryu you know forward plus medium punch does his overhead in this game hmm. or forward plus hard punch does a kind of rushing two hitter instead yep. of you know so things like that and to me that really is kind of like the glue that really makes this version of the game way better than the predecessors because especially for dalsim because i love dalsim in this game that's my favorite version to play because in the previous versions, you couldn't control a stretching. You just, unless you were close. Like, if you were just close to them, because even in this game, you have certain normals that are different if you're close enough. To, uh, but uh, And you still get that in a lot of games today. But but with with uh, Dalsim, it was like his close normals were the non-stretchy-limbed versions of his uh, normal attacks. But in this version of the game, you can completely control when you do the short versions versus the long versions. And that makes him so much better. So, cause then, cause then someone can jump in. Cause like his, uh, I know that his like round, his like roundhouse version of his, of his standing roundhouse, like a short version can hit an anti-air, can anti-air people a bit easier than his longer version because it's so far out. Well, it's a so. distance thing on that, you know. Right. At anti-airs, if you're if you're farther away, a bit farther away, then his his stretchy version works fine. But yeah, but then otherwise, if you hold back and then hit hard kick, you'll get the close knee version. That I wouldn't use that as the anti-air. I'm just saying as a Dalsim player, you know. <laughs> I would say if you want to, if you want to, yeah, you're massive Dalsim player. <laughs> well, in this game, I am. <laughs> I would say uh, it's his good anti-airs in this game and he has actually quite a few I would say is like back light punch back medium kick are the two I go to the most those really work well so Armored Warriors I haven't put any real time into that so I have no opinion Cyberbots it's another one of those I played in the past, thought it was really good, and then I put more time into my Saturn version. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm not really into it. No. Nope. 
19xx the war against destiny i don't think i've ever played that battle circuit haven't put any time to that giga wing uh it's a takumi uh developed game shoot 'em up that's very similar to mars matrix uh which they've also made and it's got very similar mechanics and i'm not super into their stuff so 1944 the master loop the loop master i'm sorry also have not played that pro gear or in japan pro gear no arashi it's actually a cave game (laughs) this is a cave game that was published by capcom and it was put out in 2001 on the, their CBS2 hardware. In 2001. That's that's old at that point. But that game looks fucking great. I have played some of it. It's a cave game, so it's pretty cool. It's also horizontal, by the way. It's not a vertical shooter. Mm-hmm. Cave tends to do those instead, but this is actually horizontal from them so do you have a preference no i just like good games (laughs) (laughs) that's my preference (laughs) i think i prefer horizontal but i'm not sure i'm not big into the genre so i wouldn't know um cool moving on watch the mortal Kombat movie trailer here oh wait you can't watch it or just audio i don't want to watch it I know you don't. So, I don't know what to say about it other than it's obviously not going to go for camp like the original movie did. And it's probably not going to go over the top stupid like the sequel did. So, it'll probably be fine for what it is. Um,. Hey, one good thing is that the Scorpion character doesn't have the thing coming out of his hand. So where's it coming out of? It it's like obviously it looks like it's um just down his sleeve and shit. Oh, uh, so it's more like a Spider-Man's web shooters, huh? Yeah, in a way, that's what it looks like. Because <laughs> in the Raimi films, you know, Spider-Man is like a natural thing he could do. Yeah. But then the recent Marvel Universe stuff, it's been web shooters. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that a human should be able to do that. So. I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. You know, you're telling me what you're saying is that you didn't mind that the spear was like, in the original movie, like it was like a living thing in him. I thought that was weird. <laughs> it was. I'll just say that. Especially and it made its own noise. Yeah, that part was weird. That that I always thought, why? why? Even as a kid, I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "It was never like that in the game." I mean, like you're more you're more video gamey than the video game. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, the video game is the one that's crazy. <laughs> Not in this case, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what's funny is that the so the trailer kind of gives away how. Jax gets his arms in the movie, his metal arms, 
where Sub-Zero just like freezes his arms and breaks them off. Which actually makes more sense than than the games where it just seemed like he just replaced his arms for the hell of it. <laughs> just, wanted, just wanted clangy metal arms. I don't know why. Well, come on. Then when he does the gotcha punches, it's clang, clang, clang. I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess. Is that is that good? Is that better? It's funnier. It's, that's it's, for sure. It's whatever, I guess. <laughs> It's kind of a lateral movement instead of anything <laughs> forward or backward. Yeah. It's not better or worse. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, I guess. So I guess we'll see how this works out. But uh, yeah, there, there's all these characters are, characters are new. And I will say that some of them look pretty convincing. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, interesting how uh, President Biden is worried about component shortages for Xbox and PS5 versus just, like, getting us, like, I don't know, money, (laughs) health care. Of a higher minimum wage. A higher minimum wage, you know, things that actually would make life better. No, no, you, you must, we must uncover the... Reasons for the component shortage, it's very important. I mean, there might be a legit reason outside of making it about video games that are why you would look into this. But uh, can we, uh, I don't know, spend money on things that actually matter instead of not shit that doesn't matter? (laughs) Like, I don't know, just like when people are out of a job and you don't give them any reason... You don't let them, and I've said this many times in the past, is that when the whole reason people are saying, you know, fuck you and I'm just going to go back to work, even though they were told not to, it's because they don't have any fucking money because you're not giving them money. You have to give them the money so they'll stay home. I guarantee you the problem that everyone's had in the last year of where I, I have to go back to work, it doesn't matter if they told me to close my business, it's all because they didn't pay anyone to fucking stay home. If they would stay home, they would have stayed home. Yeah, obviously. But we can't do that because we have to have capitalism. We can't, I guess. We can't have this perceived people getting money that they didn't earn as if I care. Just give me some fucking money. You give it away to rich people all the time, you fucking assholes. What'd they do to earn that? They didn't earn nothing. We just keep giving them fucking money and more tax breaks. It's like, fuck yep. off. Where's millions my fucking money? Today. Where's my fucking money? Where, where's the people who need it most money? I need that. Stupid fags. What the fuck? God. They fight harder to fucking give... Uh, they fight harder to to take away... To take a, a, a living wage out of the fucking COVID bill than they fight to... Uh, then 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 they uh, uh fight to stop uh well they don't they don't fight to they don't stop fight to stop uh rich people getting more tax breaks they love this like here have it like why they don't put any resistance to that shit no none more more military spending sure love it oh you didn't have to ask no you didn't but uh People living with dignity and, and a living wage? No, we can't have that. Not in this country. That oh, would be that? giving away money. 
Oh, that's right. We do it all the time. We just don't do it to the right people. <laughs> Bootstraps or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck this country. That's oversight. Yeah. This country being the United States of fucking America. It's very divided. United States of fucking shitholes. That's right. Trump called certain countries shitholes he should have been looking in the mirror. Yeah, this is the one. It's the real shithole over here. It's a bigger shithole than actual shitholes because um, we willingly allow it to be a shithole instead instead of fixing shit. When yeah, we... it could be easily not a shithole. And they're just like, nope, can't have that. Gotta have shithole. Yeah. <laughs> Richest company in the world. We can't can't find the money for a for a you know universal health care, but or a living wage. But we sure as hell can find it for more war and death. We can find it for that anywhere. That's right. Thanks for coming to your TED talk. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's been very informative. I'm sure. I get right to the point. It doesn't last too long. <laughs> we don't want to bore you with an hour for worth. I don't need to explain these things. You know why they're happening. Because people are bought the fuck off. Oh, wait. That was the secret. I shouldn't have revealed it. No, that's why we came to your TED Talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I try. <laughs> I do I do give you the cheat codes. <laughs> Uncover the secret truths. An obvious truth said that. Yeah. They're so undercover, they're right in front of your face the whole time. All right, Mike. Uh, Ninja Turtles, Mike. What? Turtles. Nothing better. Ninjas and turtles. Combine them. Yeah, I love it. Love it. What about uh, Shredder's Revenge? I don't know. Hope it's good. It looks good so far, (laughs) I guess. They got the. Get. I can tell they already from one of the screenshots. They got the uh, throw the enemy at the screen thingy. I like. Haha. <laughs> yeah, fun. I saw that. I saw that very briefly. It needs to be used in the way the Super Nintendo one, because when the arcade version of Turtles in Time back in the arcade back in the day when it was, uh, they had it in the arcade version, but there was no reason to ever use it. They didn't have any any use for it. Whereas in the home version, they actually put in a use for it. Well, the so they main, better fucking the have a reason use, for it. Yeah, the main use was fighting Shredder in one of his battles. That's how you damaged yep. him. But yep. even then, there was a use outside of that, and that was killing uh, the enemy very quickly. Just throw him out. Throw, throw him out of existence. So in other words, it's very similar to my enjoyment of throwing, peop- throwing enemies in the water in Yakuza. Right, yeah. It just gets rid of them real quick. Now, I hope it's not, like... I mean, I wanted to take inspiration from the good version of Turtles in Time, not the arcade version. And But I also don't want it to be that game again. So, hopefully there's more to the nuance of playing the game that goes beyond that game. So Right. And not in shitty ways, hopefully. You know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah.
Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is made by the guys who made uh, Street Rage 4. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I'm worried about that. So. Because I didn't like what I saw people play of Street Rage 4. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was so many, uh, so so many of the so many of the enemies had like armor and shit, and just would ignore your attacks. They would take the damage, but they would just basically just do their shit anyway. And since I hate that shit. Which is funny because I'm playing Blades of Steel right now and it's fucking doing the same thing. You say Blades of Steel? I said Blades of Steel. Yeah, you did. I did. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong name. That's wrong. I meant Blades of Time. You probably have a better time playing Blades of Steel right now. I definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that halftime shoot 'em up section. It'd be great. It'd be remind me of Gal of of um What's the name of the game? Gradius, Matt. Thank I'm thinking you. Thinking of Gradius. Yes. Also, a much better game. Yes. Than Blades of Time. <laughs> Glad we got the confusion out of the way. Thoroughly confused anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mike, we'll just leave. We'll just we'll we'll, we'll stop. We'll end on the uh, what you've been playing lately, and I've been playing Blades of Time, and it's uh, it's kind of garbage. Trash. It's kind of trash. It just it throws too much, too many abilities at you at once, and too many enemy gimmicks and shit. And you're supposed to juggle it all, and then you got all this time manipulating ability shit, and it's just I don't know. It's it's kind of a big mess. I watched you a little bit, and when I say a little, I mean a little bit, very small, but very very small. So I couldn't really. I couldn't really parse exactly what you were doing slash what you could be doing. You wouldn't know much more if you played so. the game. <laughs> well, I would know. No, I, I probably would know a lot more, actually. I don't know, but <laughs> I kind of want to try it now because you seem to have a real real struggle with it. Well, I ain't going to play it anymore, so you can have it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll probably still try to bang my head against this and pen and patrol brick wall mm. <laughs> uh, I see hmm. yeah me hmm. me I've been playing uh, that Tam Clancy The Division 2 oh my god remember it's not political <laughs> they like they like to do what a lot of fucking stupid games do they're like we like that military shit. And we want to do a shooty, shooty military bang, bang. <laughs> with with political imagery. But it's not about anything, though. It's That's pathetic. amazing how that it's works. It's so stupid. The fucking cover of the game has fucking a Washington Monument on it. The fucking base of operations in the game is the White House. There's a <laughs> mission... <laughs> There is a mission in the game. The main, You can't skip it. <sighs> it's one of the main story missions. You save the president. Not political. Yeah, apparently. Not. Yeah. Emphasis on not political. No, the only thing that it's not is interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't use any of this, any of this <laughs> shit to say anything. It's just the most whatever. 
they just want to it just sounds like they just they have no interesting characters no interesting personalities it's just military guys saying military fucking lingo military this military that shooty bang bangs and that's it now that was the same as the first game mind you so it's just as interesting in all those levels the only thing good about these games is that actually doing the shooting is fun and you can play with other people. That's the only reason I'm doing this, by the way. Because one of my friends decided to be like, Hey, we played the other one. So let's play like, this one. Want, and I didn't have... I, want, and I already bought, been like, I don't want to. I did do that initially, but I'm too easy with him. So I got <laughs> it. So I bought it. And we're playing it. And we're playing it for a few weeks now. We, can only, we only play on uh, Fridays and Saturdays because... That's what he has available, and and if I and and I would play other days, but if I get farther ahead in the uh, level a uh, leveling system, then whoever's the higher level, whenever you co-op with someone, that's what the game scales to. It doesn't do a smart scaling; it's just a dumb scaling. That's what I call it. <laughs> it's a dumb scale. So it's like, oh, I see the highest la high level number. That means we scale to that. So anyone below you would be screwed, is what I'm saying. Uh, so so basically, I have to wait. I can't play any other time of the day, of the week. I have to play with him, because otherwise I might get too far ahead, and then he'll have a hard time, and it won't be fun. So, though, the funny thing is about this game, it's actually pretty easy. The first one was much harder. I felt <laughs> like I've. The only time I got in trouble and potentially died in this game is just because of my carelessness. I absolutely that and not the game challenging me. <laughs> so, so if you want an easy one of these shooting McBang bangs, this is the one, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's a, it's a video game. It's a video game. Yeah. That's it. Is that what it is, Mike? That's what it is. You know, game. when it comes to the politics shit, I'd be, yeah. I'd prefer that they offended me with shitty polit- political message than say nothing at all, and use and have all this fucking imagery, and do nothing with it. You know? Yeah. At least offend me, offend my sensibilities, and say, "Yeah, we like that torture." Yeah. I sure do like fascism. <laughs> you know, anything. I mean, any fucking thing. Lock those kids up in cages. Yeah! <laughs> Steal those elections. Yeah! Claim they were stolen. Yeah! COVID's not real. That's right. Caravans are coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrorism. We gotta fight them over there, so we don't fight them here. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> I know you. That's have. the greatest hit. <laughs> it sure is. From like twenty years ago. <laughs> oh fucking Christ! Seriously, I'd rather I'd rather have my sensibilities offended by stupid political takes than say like, nothing. Like, uh, man, that day Obama wore a tan suit. That was a horrible day. Yeah, tan suits, real problem. <laughs> what about that mustard on that burger? Can you believe it? Even though I can go to Burger King right now and get a mustard on a burger? Wow, what a weird thing. 
Not it's totally out of the norm, except it isn't at all. <laughs> Cut those social programs. Yeah. Give those rich people no more tax breaks that they don't need. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you're doing it better. You should do the yes. <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah. That's right. You definitely are. Well, that's all I got to say about that. It's just a, it's a game that shoots well, and that's about it. And clearly, that's how it was made. That was the mentality that was made. Ew. Yep. So uh, I was also playing and and finished uh, the James Bond game Everything or Nothing. Oh, PS2 yeah. PS2 from 2004. Getting those classics in? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was... Uh, it was good for a while, and then it kind of became... Eh. I don't know. It's just, like, you want to... Like, there's literally... A, a, a one brief mission where they want you to sneak around and they make it literally impossible. <laughs> like, unless you do this one trick that I found out that would just... Because you, you have to... You have to get an audience with the main uh, antagonist played by William Defoe. <laughs> and uh, to do it, you have to win this rally race. So basically, you're trying to take a place of one of the racers, and so the sneaking thing is just to find where his suit is and and, and get it. And it's really short. If you know where it is, it's really quick. But there are so many guys and cameras walk running around, and if you get spotted at all, it becomes like the first um, Splinter Cell where you're where you get spotted and the mission's over. Mm-hmm. You gotta restart it. And it's just like really dumb. It's like they want you to be stealthy, but they make it like pretty much impossible if you go slow so i'm just like fuck it i'm just gonna do it the speedway speed run way i watched someone do and it worked <laughs> i did it i had to do it like five like four times but i it was a lot quicker than doing it the way i was gonna normally do it <laughs> what's funny is that when i initially started the level i immediately thought it's probably the room's probably upstairs and it sure enough that's where exactly where it was <laughs> so but um yeah, it's like it's it's interesting. It's an interesting game. I mean, of course, the plot is very movie by movie like, which I guess is a good thing because a lot of the uh, most of the previous games before that one didn't really follow, didn't really try to be a movie like one. It just you know, I like Nightfire, but it was not. This was more like I said, more simulated how the movies would go. With its own theme song and and uh, title sequence and shit, and it's pretty fucking awesome in that regard. Mm-hmm. But uh, my biggest complaint is you can't aim at it. You can't even aim. You can't aim your gun at anything unless you're locked onto an enemy. So basically, it gives them free shots at you. It's kind of how it felt to me. And but it is interesting that you do have the ability to move this red dot around once you're locked on to like more precisely aim for headshots and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it isn't always practical since there's tons of enemies sometimes where you kind of just have to just lock on, fire, kill them, lock on, fire, kill them because it's just too many shit. And of course that has a lot to do with I was watching. Once I got to the point where I just was like, this is getting really annoying and how hard it is to, how easy it is to lose. I just started doing I just watch someone speed run it, and then I just copy it. 
That sounds like an efficient way to play. It was. <laughs> Probably the quickest I played any game at that point. All right, that'll do it for us. You got anything else, Mike? No, that is all. All right, cool. Um, HeartNightArchive.wordpress.com for the blog post, show notes, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I got games to sell you if you'd like to, to buy them. Uh, it's um, VG-VideoGame something. I don't know now. <laughs> anyways uh, pricetrading.com is where I'm selling my goods uh, let's see what it is it's uh, tinyurl.com slash vg-games-force-sale that's uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure I have a link in there somewhere in the show notes yes I do so there you go I Games have for mine. sale I have mine also similarly for sale on the same website. My link is in a pinned tweet on my Twitter account, so just go look at that. I got I got it on the blog post. I took it from there. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and that Twitter account for Mike is at Usagi704. Mine's at HeartNight, H-A-R-T-K-N-I-G-H-T. Kind of like Ellie Knight. Uh... <laughs> And uh, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Bye.